Okay, today I'm here with Bill Westfall. Bill, what branch of the military did you serve in? The Army. In the Army, what years? From uh, 42 until 45. Wow, so you saw some, uh, I'm assuming, some action in World War II? All of it. All of it. What, what part, where, where were you stationed at? Uh, I was in Europe. Europe? We landed in Africa first and, and uh, stayed there about six months. And then we uh, went to England and uh, we were there, well, about six months until the invasion. Mm -hmm. and we went in on the invasion D plus three. Wow. And then uh, fought till the end of the war. Wow. So you were pretty much over there for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Um, tell, how old were you when you uh, enlisted? At 22, 3, something like that. Okay. So had you? did you go to college or anything? Did you graduate I high school? Went to high school yeah. here. Here in the area? In senior high school. Really? Yeah. Were you are you born in uh, Were you born and raised here in Springfield? Right. Okay. Wow. Um, so twenty two year old guys were probably all willing to go fight for their country about that time. Is that kind of the? Was what? Is that is that why you joined up? And, and I didn't join up. I was. You were, you were drafted. Yeah. So uh, what was your job in the army? Well. Uh, I had about three different jobs in the Army after uh, uh, basic training. Uh, when they uh, shipped us to uh, Africa, I joined the 2nd Armored Division and uh, service company in the 67th Armored Regiment. And uh, I had been to uh, supply sergeant school in Fort Knox and uh, trying to work in uh, the supply sergeant section. Okay. And uh, then when uh, we left, uh, when we left England for the invasion, uh, they, uh, they switched me off. Uh, they had no room for me in the service department and they switched me to the uh, gasoline tank okay. an assistant driver on a two and a half ton truck. Wow. Yeah. Had you ever driven a truck like that before? Oh, yeah. You had? Well in. In the when you were doing the right, supply stuff? Right. Yeah. Um, is it kind of, did you have to do, I mean I would assume you'd have to do some sort of like CDL training for that stuff, right? I mean as far as to operate that type of machinery. No, it wasn't. Nah, uh, not a big deal? No, well we were used to uh, standard drives back in those days. Yeah, so I guess that's true. That makes sense. But at the same time, you're not, you know, you're not driving it in wartime too, which I'm sure is a little bit different of a situation. <laughs> well, yeah, it was different. Uh, it, uh, a four-speed truck, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as a kid from the Ozarks, how was landing in Africa in the 40s? Well, uh, it was <laughs> it was different. Of course, we landed in Oran, Africa, and that was the northern part, just off the Mediterranean Sea. And we stayed on the in northern Africa 
for the six months I was there. Uh -huh. Yeah, we went up to Tunis, and uh, uh, the 66 Armored Regiment, Second Armored, uh, invaded Sicily, and we were ready to. The 67th was ready, but we didn't have to invade that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you get any? Did you get any chance to see Africa outside of what you where you were there while you were there? For no, six just months? the northern just section. Just the northern section. From Oran on up to Bizerti uh, uh, and Tunis. Yeah. Yeah. And then went into England, and then uh, was. And we came back to Oran after a few months after that invasion of Sicily, and then we uh, went to. Uh, England. Wow. Um, so did you stay once they got you into the, the the gasoline driver job? Is that where you stayed through the rest of the war? Uh, I stayed. Uh, well, from then, uh, from the time we uh, the invasion at D plus three, we got together. Uh, I got on a truck with uh, a corporal and. Uh, he, uh, he came down with malaria, and uh, I was his assistant driver, but he uh, he had to go back to the hospital, and I think they sent him to England. We never ever saw him again. Really? No. Wow, did you think he, did he but getting malaria at that time was, was a pretty serious deal. Well, they had caught it, several of them in our company had caught that down in... Uh, the Louisiana maneuvers before they went overseas. Oh wow! There are several in the company that would come down with it just ever so often. Yeah. And uh, this corporal came down with it. Like I say, he at that time it was just about uh, a couple of weeks after the uh, Saint Lo breakthrough, which was. To me, the start of the war mm -hmm. for us, anyhow. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he, uh, they didn't have hospitals set up to take care of that here. Yeah. So they sent him back to England, and we never saw him again. He never came back to join the army, and I took over driving the gas truck and uh, drove it all through France. Belgium and Holland and into Germany. Yeah. Then I got another job. Uh, I uh, well after after we'd gone through those three countries, the company finally got back together. We hadn't been together all through the war. I mean, we were separated. You never knew who you were going to gas up, whether it was A Company or Z Company, yeah. you know. And uh, but we got together when we got to Germany, and uh, uh, the first sergeant uh, came to me, and uh, uh, he had a major with him, and he said, uh, "Bill, uh, Major Sally needs a helper." And uh, 
so we talked and he said he needs somebody that can type and cut his stencils and do work. Have you ever done this work? And I said, yes, I did some in civilian life. And uh, I said, well, you'll have to transfer from, with Major Sally to uh, headquarters of 67. And I said, well, how long will this be for? And uh, he said, well, nobody knows exactly how long it'll be, but uh, uh, they've got to get out a certain amount of work. And I said, well, I'm not going to give up my truck. I said, uh, I've got a good partner with me, and I'm not going to give it up for six weeks or whatever it might take and then come back and they throw me in a motor pool and I'll yeah. be somebody else's assistant driver. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I don't know whether I'll get along with them and I've got the best partner in the world. And uh, so uh, the uh, major uh, stepped over to the to the uh, first sergeant there and he said, you transfer this man to me permanently. And he said, I'll see that he has a job. And so we talked again and uh, I decided to go with the major. And uh, uh, they transferred me to headquarters company and I went to work for this major and we put out a lot of information. I had to do a lot of paperwork and uh, he kept me with him for about six months until the end of the war. Wow. Where was headquarters at? Well, just where, <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Everywhere, wherever he was. Yeah. <laughs> well, at headquarters, uh, our major, our uh, colonel was there that was running the 67th, and the uh, assistant uh, colonel was there, and there were about a dozen majors, and all of them were at, uh, at headquarters. So you kind of had, at least at the end of the war, uh, an interesting position in that you were around a bunch of higher-ups as this oh, thing yeah, was coming yeah. to an end, so you kind of got to see, it wasn't that you were out, you know, battling every day, but you got to see what these guys were kind of right. thinking. So what was, what was the, what was the mood like? I mean, what were they? Well, you know, we had the uh, best colonel, uh, Colonel Paul Disney, and he was, uh, I guess you'd say he knew how to fight the war. Uh -huh. And uh, when we, uh, uh, we went through, uh, like I say, we were the first troops into Belgium and uh, Holland and, and then to Germany. And uh, right at the end of the war, the Americans was to meet up with the, with the uh, uh, Russians at the Elbe River. And uh, our colonel... Disney got wounded right at the Elbe River at the end of the war. And uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. Wow. But we, uh, 
that that was it. We we ended the war at the Elbe River, and that was in May of '44. Uh, so, um, it's did, after you end it there. Um, then what happens? You came came home, and that was it. Is that what happened? Well. No, when uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny when the uh, when the war ended, they uh, counted up the points that people had, the soldiers, and those that had eighty five points or more were put on the list to go home. And uh, there was a group of us. I had uh, eighty three points. Oh no! I had eighty three points and. Another, well, the way they counted them up, another month would have given me two more points. Oh, man. And uh, I said, well, will I gain those in the next month? And they said, no, they're cut off right now. You won't gain any more points. You've got 83 points. So they started to get, uh, they sent a lot of the people home that had the 85 points because it was an old company when when I had joined it. So there was a group of us that was getting ready to uh, go to Japan. And uh, then that's when Harry Truman dropped the two bombs so and ended he, that war. Yeah, he didn't have to go. And so we didn't have God, to go. Can you imagine being, after all that, you land in Africa, you go up to England, you go through Belgium, Holland, Germany, through the end of the war, and then they said, okay, well now we need you in Japan and you're going to the Pacific. <sighs> yeah, I didn't think they'd ever let me go. Man, I can't believe that close. Uh, well, that what an incredible story. What did you do after you got out of the military? Got out? Yeah, what'd you do? Well, I had a job. I had a job with the Fruhoff Trailer Company before I went in. Got it before you got drafted? They had bought the old Springfield Wagon Factory. Okay. And uh, so uh, when I got out of the Army, I had a job waiting Yeah, you went back. And I, so, uh, but I came back and I, uh, with the union, I was, I had the number one spot as a stock chaser. Nice. At uh, Fruhoff, but when I got back, it's kind of funny. I told him, I said, I don't, want, I don't want to be a stock chaser all my life. And if you've got any other job, I want it. I don't like the unions. I don't want to have anything to do with the union. And I don't want somebody telling me you're only going to make ten cents more this year. 10 cents more next yeah, year, yeah, yeah. and then we're going to argue, yeah. you know. And uh, so the uh, shop foreman that I was talking with and the employment manager, he said, I've got something in mind. He said, turn this man over to me, and he said, I think I've got a job for him. So they made a job, and I asked, uh, they were going to switch over from uh, uh, military uh, work to civilian uh-huh. work, building. And uh, so he made me a production clerk. And I worked there at the uh, factory until it closed, which was a little about two, 
little over two years, and uh, as luck would have it, the uh, sales and service branch of Fruhoff was right across the street from the factory, and they needed a man, and I went right straight over and went to work there. And I stayed with them until they fired me about six years later. And uh, then I went uh, to a former office manager of, that worked at Fruhoff. He had Hutco Equipment Company, he and another fellow out on the West Bypass. So I went to him and he hired me immediately, and I went to work for him and stayed there all my working life. Wow. wow. Well, in fact, uh, the last 13 years, another fellow and I bought it and uh, worked. Just kept it going? Yeah. Well, Bill, I, uh, I very much appreciate your time today, um, and thank you so much for coming to lunch with me, and thank you so much for your service. Yeah. Go ahead, do it.